Oh no, I'm gonna say that wrong. No, I know. <laughs> Welcome to Geeks Without God with Molly Glover, Nick Glover, and Tim Wick. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. This week on Geeks Without God, we had the opportunity to interview Sasha Sagan about the paperback release of her book for small creatures such as we. It's a really great book, and we had a, we had a really great conversation. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Welcome to Geeks Without God. I'm your host, Molly Glover, joined as always by my co-hosts, Tim Wick. Hello. And Nick Glover. Hey. And we have an amazing episode for you this week. We are here with author Sasha Sagan. Hi, Sasha. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. So you have uh, a book that came out in 2019 uh, for such creatures small as we uh, that is now going to be in paperback. Yes. And that comes out October 5th. Yes. And uh, so you're basically doing a tour right now promoting the paperback release. Yes, that's right. I know I was really lucky that it, the original hardcover came out before the pandemic and I got to go meet people and, you know, do ritual yeah. hand touching and things like that. Also, <laughs> I, I botched the title. I just realized I switched it. It's for su- small creatures such as we. Yes. <laughs> totally fine. For such creatures, excuse me, for small creatures such as we, rituals for finding meaning in our unlikely world. We get it right. <laughs> the whole, I love the it. Whole <laughs> Off to a great Geeks Without God start. All yeah. right. This is pretty uh, much so, how every episode goes. So look forward yeah, to it. I that. mean, yeah. I love the authenticity. I really, I mean, it's the only way in my life. We, we bring the rawness. That's who we yeah. have to offer. Yes. So, uh, uh, Sasha, you have famous parents. Uh, this is true. Your dad was Carl Sagan. Your mom is Andrew Drian. Yes. 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 Uh, that's amazing. Uh, so <laughs> I guess I just we were we were so excited when your publicist reached out to us that we would get to interview you. It was kind of like pinching ourselves oh in a private goodness. message. So it's very exciting. Uh, tell tell us a little bit. I mean, the, the book covers a little bit about what it was like for you growing up uh, with such illustrious uh, secular science minded parents. Yeah. Can you just give us, I guess, I mean, a little bit of a rundown of, of sure. uh, yeah, how that was. It was, it was great. I <laughs> highly recommend it. Um, no, it was, I mean, I was really, really lucky. And I think a lot of what my book is about and what I'm interested in generally is the kind of sense of like awe and wonder and beauty through nature as revealed by science. And this idea that the real tangible, you know, evidence-based demonstrably true things are just as or arguably much more mm-hmm. awe-inspiring thrilling give you that chill down your spine that sense of connection with one another and with the grandeur of the universe and all these yeah. things that we like really you know yearn for a lot of us and um so my that you know was how they raised me it was really wonderful uh, to grow up in a household where as a small child there was no limit to the number of like why 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 questions that yeah. you could ask yeah <laughs> um, I have a four year old now so I'm like <laughs> now I'm getting my comeuppance um, but I you know it's it was it was 
a really wonderful way to grow up. And um, what I wrote, wrote about is that experience, but also, you know, for those of us who don't believe, but still, you know, want to have celebrations and, you know, still, we still have the rhythm of life, weddings and funerals and the changing of the seasons and all these things that mark time and, you know, are these big moments. How do we do them without relying on the infrastructure of, you know, some I, less evidence-based theology? Right, right. <laughs> sure. I, I really like that. Um, it's, it kind of, I got this, uh, this feeling that, um, these are these rituals are, are tools, you know, and they're they're yes. tools that a lot of people are offered by religion. But just like any tool, they can be used by anyone, regardless of what your your background is or or your your beliefs are. And and it's all in how you use them. They can fulfill those same functions for other people. Totally. And what was so amazing was, like, when you peel back like one layer of the specifics of like where and when you are on this planet, you know, it's, it, you're right. The solstices and equinoxes, birth, coming of age, death, these are like real scientific yeah. events that were sort of superimposing other stories and, you know, costumes and scripts yes. on too, but they're all kind of exactly the same. And that was really beautiful to me. Yeah, I, I want to say just uh, two things off the top here. First, I really uh, resonated with a part uh, you talked about how uh, taking psychedelics, uh, the, the time that you took psychedelics, yes. un unlocked the true astonishing and beautiful uh, connections uh, of the of the world. And I, I have to say, I had the same experience. <laughs> so I come as I was reading that, I was like, oh, yeah, she gets it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like. <laughs> I, I think that was a time for me. I was in my early twenties when I really felt like I I, I comprehended the enormity of uh, of of reality being subjective and yeah. how much that matters to our perceive our perception of the world we're moving through, and and so that's one. Number two, uh, you are correct. Spaceship Earth is the best ride at Epcot. I will tell you this. Spaceship Thank Earth is the, it is amazing. I love it. I will. I I ride it as an adult with the same amount of wonder as a child. We it's have true. talked about it before, how much I love Spaceship Earth. No way. First so I wrote all, Spaceship I Earth, you? fuck yes, yeah, Sasha. That is what I wrote down. <laughs> this is like, I mean, really some of the best feedback that I've got. <laughs> I, look, I look forward to my pull quote, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Spaceship Earth, fuck yes, geeks without guys. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I mean, I really, I really appreciate that because a lot of people have said some really nice things, but that, <laughs> I felt like I was going out on a limb. Yeah. Yeah, because it's kind of controversial. No. A lot when of you talk, when you talk about making your parents go on it multiple times, I was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was so manipulative. <laughs> I'm just picturing like, but it's about science and learning. <laughs> yeah. They were like, if I hear Walter Cronkite in those days, I'm sure it's a different voiceover now, but this is like, it's, you it's know, Judy Dench. Many, 
It's oh, Judy Dench. Is it Judy Dench? Yes. It's Judy easier, Dench. Perhaps an easier um, <laughs> ask. But no, this is like, you know, 30 years ago. Yeah. And they were like, we've reached our limit. <laughs> and so, so before you came on the call, we were talking about, you know, the parts we liked about the book. And, you know, Tim was mentioning how much he liked the, the, the daily, weekly, monthly, the rituals and the way the book progresses. It's a good line through that. Uh, this is one of our weekly rituals Uh, we we get together uh every other tuesday night and we record two episodes we've been doing it this is uh almost 10 years we haven't missed a week so like i i uh it occurred to me as i was reading i was like oh this is my longest running weekly ritual that i've ever had in my life i've never gone to anything as off as long as i've done this and uh, i know tim you 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 said that you really liked those those rituals and yeah i really appreciated it because you know as as a secular individual and you know i i I do have to say that uh yeah i mean you probably hear this a lot but your dad was the first person who ever voiced the idea that you didn't have to believe in god to me (laughs) and i mean it i it didn't stick at first right it took it took me a while but but he was the first person that 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 gave voice to the thoughts that were in my head already, which is none of this makes any sense. I was raised Catholic mm-hmm. and I was just like, I don't I don't get any of this. But uh, th- there is a rit- ritualness to Catholicism, to religion mm, yeah. that that you feel like you lose when right. you abandon it, when you uh, give up on it, I think, for lack of a better term. Um, and I mean, I worried about that when I when I had my own kids. Um, and I have, I have two children there. The one of them is 22 and one of them is 17. So they're, they're, uh, a little older than yours at this point, but, um, <laughs> but you know, my wife and I, neither one of us have, have really believed in a God for a very long time. And, 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 but at the same time, there was that, how do you give your kids rituals things? And I didn't even right. think about how we were doing that without even, without even realizing it. And, and, and the book does a great job of sort of giving voice to that, that idea Mm -hmm. that, that we create rituals and we don't need religion to do that, that we can do that on our own. Thank you. First of all, thank you. And, you know, I, I think it's amazing how often, you know, I mean, that structure, that feeling of rhythm and just that feeling of like, you know, when something changes, whether it's good or bad, you know, having that sort of, feeling of going through the portal, you know, I mean, so many people like who I know who graduated during the pan- pandemic, which is like, I mean, it's such a secular thing, graduation. And they were like, done with like someone I know, she, she finished her dentistry degree, like she's oh. a dentist, but yeah. she didn't walk across the stage and, and she still has a piece of paper. She has all the credentials, but like not walking across the stage. And it sounds so weird in the abstract. It's like you put on a gown, there's a really weird square hat that you would never wear under any other <laughs> circumstances. <laughs> And you, you do the tassel thing. Right, exactly. Someone gives you a piece of paper. And it's like, she was just like, I just didn't feel like I graduated, even though it was all the same. And I think that finding ways to do that without, you know, and we do them all the time in the secular world. And one of the best responses I had in the, in the before times when I was going in person, meeting people, um, uh, with the book, I was in San Francisco and I told this story that it's like kind of silly that I talk about in the book where about the reason basically a taxi driver told me and my husband that we had to sing the alphabet song every week and we were like, oh, okay, all right. We'll you have that. to sing together. Yeah, exactly. And it's been eight years and we sing it 
every weekend, which I mean, now we have a four-year-old, so it's not that weird, but for a while, two people in their mid-30s singing the alphabet every weekend. I'm like over the phone if one of us is out of town. Um, but I, I talk about that in the book, and um, I was doing this event in San Francisco, and like in the Q&A, like this very dignified gentleman raised his hand, and he was like, well, every evening my wife and son and I howl at the moon before bed, and I was like, yes, and I That's started awesome. to realize that there are so many things like that, even really, really silly things, which, you know, is usually my, I have a, a deep love of silly things, um, <laughs> you know, that people are doing, but they just don't see them as rituals or like as having a, as much meaning because it doesn't come from, you know, on Mount High. And right, right. Um, but it is meaningful and it is beautiful. And I think there's, there's a lot that, that we can do that falls into that category. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah, a for phrase me, in the book that, that we're I'm, just going to talk s- over each other for a while, aren't we? <laughs> I love, I love it more, more. You go ahead, Nick. You go. Okay. There's a phrase in the book that I'll be taking with me and just incorporating into my vocabulary forever now, and it's uh, significance junkies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. and that's you know uh, us making ritual and right. and seeing the the patterns in our life and and riding you know with that and 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 reinforcing it. It's just like I probably think about. Um, the like evolutionary advantage of pattern recognition yes. in the human mind, like a couple times a day, like it's I talk about yeah. it a lot, right? <laughs> like um, walking the dog and like, why did I notice that shadow? Oh, that one stuck out a little bit different or, or whatever. But it's, it's just the, this, this crazy thing that can work for us and work against us and, and like making like positive you know, constructive rituals in our lives. It, it can be like a non-cynical well, thing. And also I think recognize it, maybe it's harder to recognize those rituals that we have because it's, it's part of our daily pattern. And so we're right. not, we're not looking out for that as much. I mean, I think it's, uh, I, we're not, we're not necessarily being mindful of rituals we might already have, even though we're wired to yeah. see. Patterns. Totally. Yeah, yeah, I mean, significance junkies, I have to say, like, I got that from my parents, it's in their work, but it's so true. And the pattern recognition stuff, right, it's this double-edged sword. Like, I'm making, like, random sounds out of my face hole right yeah. now. Yeah. But you know what I mean, because mm-hmm. we've agreed that these sounds have this meaning. And it's, like, so powerful. We do it so much, but we're, like, addicted. And we yeah. see patterns where there aren't any, and it's like, oh, well... You know, I mean, all the superstitions that people have, even people who like, if you really question them and you're like, do you like, what do you think is going to happen if you like walk under this ladder or whatever? You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. just there's a system in place that keeps us on these weird paths. I, I still knock on wood and I feel dumb every time I do it. I'm just yeah. like, doesn't doesn't yeah. mean anything. And I still do it. I- I touch red at 11, 11. It's super dumb. And I make a really specific monkey's paw style wish. So like, if I have to say like, I hope that Nick and I are happy together forever, but also we don't die young. Like I have to like, I have to like make it super like well, specific. Well, it's a little late for that. But, uh, <laughs> You're in the clear. No. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think we all have stuff like that. I mean, we have a joke in my family about how we're like such skeptics, but like fortune cookies are real. You know, I mean, oh, we don't really yeah. say that, but we just like have to show because you have, I mean, the knocking on wood thing, I just think it's like, and like a way of saying like, I sure hope so. I mean, one of my favorite yeah. expressions is like, you know, I always want to say 
like from your lips to God's ears. Even yes. Though I don't believe in God. I'm like, that is such a great expression. I but say you're, we don't... You're, you're preaching to the choir yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah, like, totally. Totally. <laughs> it's like, I mean, that's a whole other conversation maybe we'll have someday about like all the linguistic things that are just so monotheistic that we, yeah. it's, it would be so weird to like yeah. completely cut out of your. Like, yeah. are you going to not say, oh, my God? I would be so right? weird. <laughs> yeah. well, so speaking of, like, linguistic things, it, it was interesting because uh, uh, jumping a little bit, talking about the, the chapter, talking about holidays and specifically Christmas and how, yeah. you know, you know, uh, you were raised Jewish, you are Jewish. And, and so having to, when people say, oh, Christmas isn't about Jesus. Yeah. And you're like, it's literally Christ's mass. Like, it's Christ, yeah. it's it's Christmas. And it's like, yeah, yeah, but we don't do that. That We definitely, I mean, all. All, all three of yeah. us celebrate secular Christmas and yeah. always have. Right. And I've actually taken to calling it, uh, I either call it Xmas, like I don't spell out yeah. the word Christ, but, or I call it Saturnalia, to be yeah. honest, because totally. that's really what we're celebrating is we're celebrating, what was it? Uh, 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 Dies Natalis Solus Invicti, yes. specifically. <laughs> well, I really would argue to take it even a step further and what yeah. we do is just, it's the winter solstice and it's mm-hmm. all of these holidays around the world. I mean, that is definitely like, you can go far, very far back in, you know, Rome and in the West yeah. to get to that stuff, but all over the world, places that are far from the equator, especially, right? right? There's, you know, and of course that's the opposite, that's in June, yeah. in the Southern <laughs> Hemisphere, but there's like when the days are really short and it's cold, it really cries out for us to do something to just take the edge off. Yeah. You well, know? We, I mean, you're from upstate New York. We're yes. in Minnesota. You you get it. It, yeah. it gets totally. cold, like 40 below like, cold. Yeah. And it's like to not have like a feast and like light, make things bright and merry. I mean, yeah. I get it. I really do. So we do. I mean, it's so hard to because like so, so much of this stuff and we're like, oh, we're just getting ready for the winter solstice. It sounds so woo-woo. And I'm like, <laughs> I know, <laughs> you know, I know. But, but it's like the days are going to start getting longer. Like that's just intrinsically it's worth, good. It's worth and celebrating. It's like, yes. And it's like you can explain how it works. It's 100% guaranteed. And it's, like, it's you know, real. <laughs> it's real. And I just think, you know, we do other stuff too. And like, you know, there are traditions that we carry on because I think it's a nice way to honor our ancestors. Um, but in terms of like what we think is actually cause for celebration, like winter solstice, like it's going to get better starting tomorrow, like a little yeah. bit, but yep. it's tomorrow it's going to start getting better. Exactly. It's amazing. It's, it's neat that um, to see uh, secular folks kind of, cope with or or come to grips with these religious traditions that we might carry with us going forward. And then to think about, well, how many Christmas traditions aren't even Christian? How many Christmas traditions are are pagan rituals that were, that were taken and carried forward? Oh, everything, everything is brand new. And we have this like weight on us sometimes of this obligation of like my great, great grandmother would be furious of of, of X, Y, and Z. And I just think like taking the perspective, like all of this is brand new on the scale Mm -hmm. of human history. Like the only things that are like really traditional are like looking up at the night sky and like feeding your children and like sitting around a fire. Like everything else is like brand spanking new and like, you know, some tradi- like in the future, right? Like anything, rituals have to mutate in order to survive. And so I don't think, 
you know, it's really hard. You don't want to be the first person when you think about like, I'm the first person in 6,000 years to like not do this thing. Yeah. It's yeah. Unpleasant, right. For Feeling, sure. But, but I think there's a lot of ways to just carry forward the parts that are beautiful. And I would also say it's easy, like easy for me to say, cause I wasn't like, I accept like my parents had this like secular Jewish scientific philosophy. That is my philosophy too. I didn't have to like reject something. And I think it's a lot of people that I, know who were brought up very religious and yeah. it's like the pendulum has to swing and it's like very understandably you maybe don't want anything to do with any of it for a while or maybe ever but I think there is a way to take some of the beauty um and you know celebrate that w- with what you're comfortable with and but not fall into the stuff that's like you know a little toxic yeah I think um you know as, as you and I both have kids, that's something that, that we kind of had to, had to navigate and that I'm sure that you're navigating now that, yeah. that it's like, it's one thing to go. Yeah. Well, we're just, we're just celebrating Santa day. Cause we like to fill stockings with stuff in wrappers and, and unwrap right. them on, on one particular day of the year. It's another thing to figure out how do you explain to your kids what's going on right. and, and, you know, they're not going to church, so they don't really right. understand what Christmas is, but, but, and, and I, I've told this story on on our podcast before. Our, our eldest was in was in Cub Scouts, and there's a point in Cub Scouts because it is a religious organization right. where they have to do a merit badge that's all about talking about religion. And uh, I was like, okay, well, this is going to be awkward to sit down in my nine year old and try and try and explain all this. So I said, okay, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna have to have this talk, and I just before we start. I want you to know that your mom and I don't believe in God. And he was like, yeah, I, I don't really either. And I'm like, boom, done. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. That was easier than I thought. That's um, amazing. <laughs> so lucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, but that was tough then to talk, talk through. All right. This is what other people believe. And I'm, gonna, I'm not right. going to. You know, I am inherently critical of it, and but I don't. I felt like if I was too critical of it up front, right? That 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 wasn't really going to work as well as just kind of to go. This is this is what I know about what others believe. Mm-hmm. Your right. grandmother is still Catholic. Yeah. Your grandmother's a believer. She is happy right. to talk to you about what she believes and why. And I'm happy to make yeah. that available to you. You know, but I'm also <laughs> going to explain to you why I think she's wrong. Um, right. Well, I think that's really important. And like, sorry, I, but like our four-year-old, like uh, when we talk about it, and her, my husband's grandfather passed away and we had, there was, you know, church and we talked about church and, you know, a lot of it was saying like, well, this is what he believed. And so this is the special place when there's a big event for in some, you know, like a death or mm-hmm. even really good things. This is the kind of building we go through to for this. But there are all kinds of different buildings for all kinds of things that people believe about the really big questions about what it's like to be here on Earth. And so this is just one. And like, I feel like when we'll see, she's four. Could be, you know, (laughs) please buyer beware. I know how this turns out. But so far, um, just like the emphasis of like that there are virtually infinite different versions of this by itself, I think leaves open the door that like I maybe not one is definitely yeah. you know yeah for sure there uh there have been a couple of my uh my grandfather's uh retired lutheran minister that's his whole oh, wow. his whole life uh but uh, a real 
like a real Fred Rogers kind of Jimmy Carter guy, like a real, yeah. real sweet, sweet guy. Yeah. Um, he, he married my mom and, and her first partner. Like he's, he's great. Yeah. Um, but I, I am going to, this is, this book is going to be like my secular Trojan horse, my, my optimistic, <laughs> non-cynical book that I'm going to buy him a copy mm -hmm. of because there's been a couple times in my life where he's given me a book that's clearly like a, a religious book that is, you For know, the questioning soul. Yeah. You know, it's, it's well-meaning. He thinks it's a book that'll help me out. It happens to be religious, but you know, it's, it's a, life. it's an, life. It's an exchange life. of ideas. Yeah. 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 And so yeah. this is, this is going to be my, like, uh, I read your like, you know, uplifting, mm -hmm. uh, upbeat book that's religious. You can read mine. That's yes. secular. Yeah. Uh, but I think like, as a as a, a Lutheran minister, one of his weekly rituals has always been going for long walks in nature. It has yeah. nothing to do with religion at all, but yes. it is religious for him because it's you know right. stewardship of the land and enjoying God's gift or whatever. I'm sure he has something, some dogmatic <laughs> thing. But right. but I, I think he will appreciate this for those reasons. Well, and I think you know that's that's the thing is we're missed like the late you know english is a language that developed among monotheists and so we have mm -hmm. all these words like spiritual and sacred and holy that have these you know either the etymology or just the connotation is extremely heavy with monotheism mm -hmm. usually christianity yeah um and but we don't i mean those feelings still apply you know that emotion that we attach it still applies if you don't you know, if you think that all this amazing stuff happened, you know, through evolution and not creation. Right. And when, you know, that feeling of like walking through the forest and it's so magnificent and it smells so good and it changes a little bit every day, but it's also ancient. Like that is so sacred, even if you don't, I mean, to me more so if you don't Agreed. think it was preordained. Yeah, right. absolutely. Uh, so you make a good. I'm, you're talking about English and the words we have and and the the meaning how they're so imbued. Something I really uh, appreciated in the book is how I had never really thought of it before, but that there's no English word for death day. Yeah, we don't we don't have. And I wonder. A lot, I, talking about how so much of our our English language came up around monotheism, Christianity specifically, how death is almost. I mean, it's it's a feared thing. It is yeah. it is talked about in hushed so tones, oh, yeah. passed away, went on to his reward. Yeah. No one ever just says died. And the idea that there is no word for that is is very frustrating. I think that that we need, because I, I mean, personally, I I find that that would be very good in our language. And I, yeah. I, I wish we had one. The uh, taboo around death is like yes. such a huge problem. I mean, it's so amazing. I, I've talked about this before. Um, other interviews but i have a friend and she's like anytime like anything comes up that is remotely about the idea that human beings are mortal like something like oh like oh our like oh it was so annoying we had to like change our life insurance policy or like something like that she is like so sorry not to be morbid 
And I'm like, that is not morbid. Like hanging around a crime scene is morbid. Like yeah. acknowledging that we do not live forever is not morbid. Man, like this is but, okay to talk about. I know yeah, that my, we're gonna die. You're not ruining the ending right? for me. I well, and I it's I just so I, I my cousin just died. Uh, he was on oh, the show. Oh God, sorry. No, thank you. He he'd been on the show. Uh, he he fought brain cancer valiantly oh. for a year, but when they found it, it was already stage four glioblastoma so there i mean it was he lived a good while and was able to say his goodbyes he had yeah. a good he had a good end and yeah. the the number of people that would say things because he was actually somewhat famous he was a game designer of some renown oh, cool. and so a lot of people were saying things like you know and he was an atheist and a lot of that you know oh he's i'm so sorry your cousin has passed on and yeah. i was like he died yeah. like oh 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 and it's like i mean he did he died like, yeah. I just, yeah. it's, it, it it's very sad and i, I cried very hard but like yeah. he died it, yeah. it is it is a fact that that happened they get uncomfortable it, by the fact that you're not uncomfortable about it and so yeah oh, that is like a whole i mean the the like and i write about this in the book too of like i mean my dad died when i was 14 and it's like yeah. one of the like central I mean, events, I mean, one, it's the central amount of, you know, yeah, my life yes. in a lot of ways. Yeah. And like, the awkwardness around that. I'm like, what people say, because they don't know what to say. I mean, religious people say religious things. And I'm like, oh, I mean, usually I don't like, try to cool. start a whole like, yeah. debate, like, just randomly when I meet someone. I mean, sometimes I do, but, you know, um, I, I've been trying to keep it to a minimum. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's. And, and or people who are not religious just like blather and like say really awkward things to the and we're really missing a way to talk about this and like you know even many many years later right, people are right. so uncomfortable with it and then i feel so uncomfortable and i like like feel like oh i'm upsetting you with my sad thing and it's like it is so um amazing how something that is constant and inevitable is so hard to talk about it's yeah. so weird yeah yeah it's um I, I this is very i feel this very personally um I'm, I'm in a band and one of our band members died like three days oh. before we went into lockdown she died oh my she was um, she was amazing but she was she was I'm one of my so she's one of my best friends oh it, it's fine i mean it's it's not I mean, fine but <laughs> But, but it's not it's, fine but but it is fine but i mean we've been performing now again and i mean i i actually wrote a song about one of our band members killing every other band member. And we wrote a verse for Rachel, who's the band member who died. And the whole part of that verse is that she's already dead. And the, and people are like, oh, my God, I can't believe you did that. And I'm like, this so, is how we're, so we're, I'm like, we're processing grief, man. She's not yeah. going to be any, she's not going to be any more dead. And, and we right, need to, right. well, we need to accept that and, and, and acknowledge that it's yeah. there. Well, and Tim, you, I mean, your, your dad died when you were 17, 19, right? but yeah, 19, but still yeah. it's again, so I can relate there ago. too. I yeah. know, yeah. But, it, it was, but it was a long time ago. And he, he, I've, we've been on the show where he's brought it up uh, in context and people will immediately go, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And it's, yeah. and, it, but, and it's like, it was a long but time I do ago. Think that's, that, but that is, I still think a good, like a, yeah. you know, a good reaction. It yes. So hard to say what's like, what, what people, oh God, I mean, there's, this is the thing that drives me nuts. When people, like when someone has lost someone and a person who knows them has, is like, well, like, you know, a, a few weeks later, a few months later, like I want to write her, but I don't want to upset her. Like as though the person <laughs> yeah. who's mourning 
is going to forget that their like mother died or whatever. And by texting, like, hope you're doing okay, sending yeah. love. Oh shit! Oh my, <laughs> oh my god! Oh shit! That's right! Oh <laughs> shit! Oh god! Yeah! Oh man! I was I was so easily distracted. I yeah, yeah. I just completely set my mind, and now this asshole, they're hurt emojis, <laughs> reminded me of the worst thing ever. Yeah. And I think that's like one of the, and I think that's one of the things too that is, um, you know, missing in the culture is that like. After, right, right away, people want to bring you food and check in on you, and and then like you're still in shock usually, depending what the circumstances are. For even even if the person's been sick for a while, you're still in shock mm -hmm. for weeks. And then when everybody goes back to your, their lives, is when you maybe really need to talk and really need some support and really need somebody to bring you some food. Yeah. and it's it, it is that's when it, people feel uncomfortable. That's when everybody's like, oh, I don't want to make it awkward. Oh, yeah. I don't want to bring it. I don't want to bring, oh, I don't want to open a fresh wound. Right. Yeah. It's like, that's going to be it's a open. wound. It's a wound yeah. now. And, I will yeah. always have an open wound. And like, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you know right. this. It never completely closes, right? You exactly. Wrote, you, right. you wrote right. about, about having dreams about your dad still being alive yeah. and knowing it wasn't real. And it's like, I had those dreams. I remember those dreams. In yeah. fact, I still have those dreams. It's not yeah. as often, but it pisses right. me off. I'm like, it's been 30 years. Why Why am I still <laughs> yeah. doing this? But it, it, it is there. It is there. And, and people just kind of pretending and tiptoeing around it. Yeah. It's, it's what we do. And it's kind of, it doesn't make it. And it doesn't make any sense to me why Christians don't celebrate death. I mean, they believe in in heaven, right? right. They believe that, right? that what you're getting when you die right. is better than what we have now. Why aren't, why you think don't it would they? be a party. Like, yeah. yeah right. but and I think it, it, there are, there are places in the world and, you know, subcultures and groups where it is like homegoing and like there is a sense of celebration. But um, I think for a lot of people, there's a little cognitive dissonance going on. Yeah. There. Yeah. I think they just don't want to accept that they will die because the thought of it is because they're genuinely they are afraid there's not anything afterward. And well, sure. I think for a I lot mean, of people, they're afraid of that. And that fear, like you said, you know, fear gave us a biological advantage for a long time. And that fear feels very valid. Yeah. We have all these, um, you know, death rituals, yeah. religious and not. And people talk about, you, you hear the phrase that, you know, funerals are for the living. Mm -hmm, right. And, and, and that's, that's, I think that fits into this very, yeah. very much like, like religiously or, or secularly, like the, that fear of death isn't a, a fear of where that person is or isn't or right. their non-existence. It's the fact that, uh, you know, we're all going to die someday. Right. We are, we are confronting that. And also we are not dead and we are without right. that person. Right now we right. have to live without them. Well, yeah. Yeah. Unless, unless they're a pharaoh and you really feel like they need all <laughs> well. their stuff put them in the or they are yeah. going to be in the Oh afterlife. my gosh. <laughs> so, okay. Otherwise, yes, I totally agree with you. <laughs> we, we, we're going to get on to five questions in just a minute, but one last thing I wanted to talk yeah. about. You have a whole, uh, a, a great chapter about uh, the moon and its power mm. uh, and how it, it, it is it is our calendar it is so therefore it is always affecting our rituals without us even <laughs> realizing it um i, I want to say something to you that someone once told me a science and i, I want to hear what you think so oh, okay. uh, this person told me that uh it is a scientific fact that people are more affected by the full moon and here is why because our bodies are 85 percent water and the moon controls the tides 
Yeah, I mean, I definitely heard that too. <laughs> Have you? Actually, I'm so glad. I would say, I mean, I, I don't think, I mean, this is an area in which, like, there could be a scientific explanation, right? but it's not like they're, like, working around the clock trying to figure out about the full like, moon. It sounds when legit. We were, when, when we were pregnant with our daughter, we had, like, the day-long, like, birthing class, because I'm, like, super nerd, and I had mm-hmm. to know everything, and, oh, like, yeah. people were asking questions, this lovely nurse at the end about, like, are there certain times that like do people go into labor more like on weekends or weekdays or like is there some mm-hmm. like when is it, it going to be busy <laughs> Where should I yeah, try to yeah, yeah. and this nurse who was like you know very as far as I could tell spending like six hours with her you know various like scientific minded person she's yeah. like I have to say more women come in when they're full moon like she's like I don't know my mom I said the same thing that. My mom yeah. was a NICU nurse and she yeah. said the same thing. And she's like, I don't know if it's psycho psychosomatic right. or, or if it is right. actually scientific, but it, it's a, that's a known truism. Can somebody out there who is <laughs> like both an obstetrician and like, a, I don't know. We need a, we need a dehydrated control human yes. and then an, an overly hydrated human. And yes. then they're going to stand in the light of the full moon and we're going to see what happens. Yes. Let's take a whole bunch of pregnant ladies to another planet with two moons. And see how that <laughs> That's why we need to go to Mars. All right. Yeah, got yeah. It. You found the answer. You found the yeah. answer here. Uh, Sasha, this has been amazing. Uh, your book is great, uh, but it's time for five questions. Okay. We sent you our standard five questions and you have answered them for us so we are going to start off with nick question one are you ready Uh, what conspiracy theory do you find most interesting or compelling i mean i really am very interested do i have to give like fast answers or can i no 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 no, no. take as much time as you want to explain it's not lightning round it's not lightning round it's not a fast Um, five okay okay, good um so i'm fascinated with conspiracy theories and i think you know, so much they're about this or fear that like, it's just all chaos and Mm. no one is in control. And so many people are more comfortable with the idea that someone is in control, even if they're like maybe evil, then just it's all random chaos. And I'm like really fascinated with conspiracy theories. I read about them a lot. I, you know, I've listened to a ton of podcasts about them, but I think my, the one I'm most fascinated with is like, the idea that like everything happens for a reason and there's someone in the oh, sky controlling yeah. everything and like that one's super popular god's plan as conspiracy yeah. theory <laughs> and just like the idea that like sometimes something really bad happens but there's a good reason you'll never know what it is and you can't know what it is but there's i think that's a conspiracy theory yeah, I, mean, I completely agree yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, for for an atheist podcast who's asked <laughs> that question of a number of people, I don't think we've ever we've gotten that. Never heard that. Yeah, that's an amazing that's answer. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I, Thank I, you. I completely agree because it, uh, if there is a plan, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not a good plan. It's really, it's poor, it's really yeah. poorly conceived. Yeah. It's, it's that's really. a lot of mixed messages <laughs> to this plan. <laughs> right, Tim, question two. Uh, question number two is, uh, bleh, it's the vacation one, right? Yeah. Yes, I um, thought so. All right. Uh, what is your ideal two-week vacation? Uh, money is no limitation, but physics is a limiting factor. Um, I love, I love vacations. I remember them well. <laughs> Spaceship um, Earth. I- Yes, my I guess ideal for two weeks, I would like to go two different places. The first week somewhere that's more like 
museums and history. I would like both places to be places we've never been before. And the second week to be more like nature, ocean stuff. Yeah. And I would like to it to be my husband and our daughter and also a babysitter. And um, yeah, some part of the world where the food is amazing and I've never been. Mm. I love it. All That's right. Question plan. three. What's a movie or book that changed your life and why? I feel like every book I read changes my life. I don't know. I, 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 I just, I, I think for this answer, you wrote that I could also say a TV show. And I think I have to say, maybe because we're in kind of the like sci-fi realm of discussion, but like um, the Twilight Zone, I watched the original Ooh. Twilight Zone a ton as a kid. It was like way too scary for me. I probably should not have been allowed to, but <laughs> the idea of like all of these really impossible stories about you know aliens and robots and dolls that come to life and mannequins and like, all these things that could never happen really being about what we're really like and just rod serling who i have to say as someone from ithaca he spent a lot of time in, in ithaca and i just thought like the idea like it just was like a really good lesson in terms of like how art can tell us about ourselves mm. and um you know i still am like really scared of like a like a you know like a dummy like a like a yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 for me yeah, the one the, that got me yeah. uh the one where they're all trying to keep the boy happy uh oh. so he doesn't yeah. so he doesn't yeah. do terrible yeah. things to them yes. uh i i realized pretty young is an allegory for god yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. also i gotta say but um the one when in the hospital and the woman's going yes. to surgery? have facial yeah. reconstruction surgery and they finally take her bandage off and she's beautiful and they're like oh no it didn't she's work so and you ugly. realize that you've never seen any of the doctor's nurses faces uh -huh. they're wearing masks, uh -huh. and they're all terrible that was a great looking. one that uh -huh. the first like month of the pandemic i was like everyone's gonna have the <laughs> <laughs> under there <laughs> The uh, the uh, the one with the glasses where the guy is yes. like I, I finally had time like that oh, time in now vault, in the bank vault yeah lives. oh my god I have chills all over my body yeah 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 like yeah. that has been my my existential terror in the back of my yeah. mind since I yeah. saw that when I was like a child like yeah. a preteen yeah. that like you have all the time in the world to do the thing you love most but you don't have the one thing you need to do one it, thing you need yeah it's like it's yeah. You can eat no can opener. The worst ironic hell. And I mean, I feel like we can't leave this topic without it's a cookbook. It's a cookbook. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 All right, Tim, question four. Oh, I thought I was doing question five. I'm skipping them around. Whoa. I do what I do. Whoa. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. Um, what's the geekiest thing you have ever done or said? I mean, everything. I mean, I, I, I think it's, I can't, like, it's everything. I, I guess, like, talking to people about how, like, sunset is not a good expression because actually <laughs> the earth is moving. <laughs> setting. Like, I would say, like, that is, like, pretty, like, I mean, but, like, I mean, it's just, like, just really annoying, literal, um, like, micro yeah. Yeah. explanations of things that just I could let go but can't. I feel like riding Spaceship Earth more than once uh, also qualifies yeah. because yeah. most people I know are like, I'm like, again? And they're like, again? And it's like, yes, I need to know more. Can I don't, I don't remember. 
I don't remember if back in Walter Cronkite's days it was this way, but my wife and I go to go to Disney World a lot. We're big fans. And every time we go and we ride Spaceship Earth, I take a picture of Spaceship Earth and just post on Facebook, thanks, Phoenicians. And thanks, that's Phoenicians. It. Yes. yes. Thank you, Phoenicians. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right, Nick, question what, five. Uh, why oh, would you need to go on Spaceship Earth again? Was there some giant discovery in the last 20 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Did, they... Did they rebuild the exhibit? Yeah. yeah. No, actually, just they're, they're doing that. They're doing that right now. Anyway, I'm so excited. ready. I'm so excited. Yeah. Uh, so, question five is: What is your favorite hangover cure? I mean, I was going to say Bloody Marys, but it's really drinking the pickle juice out of the jar. Oh. Ooh, that's really good. No, see, we so we all three uh, have worked at the Renaissance Festival, which is a oh. grueling outdoor 13-hour day in the heat uh, in a lot of clothes. And pickle juice yeah. is something that we all would drink to oh. stay hydrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah or to recover after a night. Yeah, pickle yep. juice yep. straight yep. out of the jar after so much mead. Well, because we all, we know yeah. that. Well, you know, I mean, the, the reason that you're mostly hungover is dehydration. So right. electrolytes, and liquid, sadness, salt, very good. Yeah. And Sadness. Sadness. Yeah. Sadness. My husband always says in college, they, he and his friends were like, you know, when you're hungover, like, what hurts? Like, you can't even describe it. Like, what hurts? And he was like, my pride. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, awesome. Sasha Sagan, uh, her book is out October 5th. It is in paperback and it is for small creatures such as we. Uh, please pick it up. Uh, honestly, anybody listening to this podcast is going to enjoy the book. It is written yeah. with heart, humor, facts. Uh, it took me on a tour of the world I was not expecting that really I learned a lot and that is very fun. Uh, and there's really great moments between uh, you and your dad, you and your mom, and uh, just you know, talking about, I mean, we, we didn't cover so much. Your, yeah. your your grandparents. Your, your prose and, is really you know, great. I just have to say, yeah. as as, yeah. as a wow. as a writer, I was like, just th this prose is really great. And it and it, <laughs> having read some of your father's books, it, it reminded me of his prose. So you know, I could see oh. that you got, and and obviously it's your your father and your mother. I know you mentioned that the contact yeah. was written by both of them, and so I could see your parents writing and your writing, and I really appreciated that. Thank you. That's really so so kind of you to say. I truly appreciate that. You know, if you ever want to come back, please let us know. We would love yeah. to have you for any reason, even if it's just to talk about all the pedantic stuff we love. Uh, oh, we are happy to have I'm you. so in. You don't even need to write another book. Let's just we can do, do it. <laughs> we can do a whole podcast about drinking pickle juice. Just <laughs> yeah, like, I, I really genuinely want to be a part of that. <laughs> I love it. All right. Sasha Sagan, thank you so much. We've been Geeks Without God. You can support us on Patreon. You can like us on Facebook or Twitter. And you can answer our five questions or send your five questions to five questions at geekswithoutgod.com. We'd prefer you to send in your questions. We are running a little low on, on listener questions. So always happy to hear them. If you are a Patreon supporter, go ahead and put that in the subject line so that I know to bump you to the top of the list. Uh, it's been really great to have you this episode, Sasha. And I just want to say to everyone listening uh, that we thank you so much for your support over these years. And we will see you next week. Bye. 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 Hopefully she'll be our guest a billion, billion more times. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. Need more geeks without God? 
Go to our website, read our blog posts, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Twitter at Geeks Without God. Social media! We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. I was like, I want, I'm like, don't geek out over a dad too much. Don't geek out over a dad too much. <laughs> yeah, right.